It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas to me so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. You can follow me at Facebook.com slash Clark Howard. Coming up in just a few minutes in today's Clark Rage, a new investigation on cryptocurrencies. Are they something that you should be investing in? The first thing that would be Clark Rages is even using the word investing for cryptocurrencies. And later, here we are on the edge of summertime. And wouldn't you know it, what a coincidence. Consumer Reports has come out with its new information on what sunscreens are worth your money and which ones are not. I'm going to give you an update on what is the best way to protect yourself and your family. Speaking of my family, we had quite an exciting weekend. My 18-year-old graduated from high school, and it was, um, you know, that's such a rite of passage. And I think about the valedictorian's speech yesterday and how important it is in life that people step outside their comfort zone and it was it was really really instructive and i looked around because we were sitting in the upper deck where the seats were cheaper at the graduation actually it was free and it was funny because i was looking at the seniors and they were all kind of nodding off and (laughs) looking around and they were missing the message which I thought was a fantastic message about put yourself to where you're uncomfortable and don't just do what feels easy for you. Do what makes you uneasy and make a difference in your life. So to the class valedictorian at my daughter's high school, maybe none of your classmates were listening. I was listening. (laughs) to your address as valedictorian now as you may know i was far from class valedictorian in fact i didn't know till a couple of days before i graduated from high school if i was going to get a diploma or not i was not exactly the best student ever now there's something that i did understand very well in college and graduate school that's economics and that's why for me The joke in Washington about the FCC doing away with net neutrality is an ugly joke on you and me and potentially could bring so much harm to freedom of speech in the United States. Now, last week, the U.S. Senate voted to overturn the FCC decision that would eliminate net neutrality. And what that means, basically is the House is not going to go along. So it's going to be up to the courts to decide whether there will still be net neutrality or not. What the FCC has done is they've said that the monopolies that control your and my access to the Internet, which are the giant cable operators, the two monsters of that business are Comcast and Charter, and then the two monopoly local phone companies This is not for sale. This is for traditional wired phones. AT&T and Verizon will be able to put up toll gates on the Internet, block you from seeing content that they don't like, 
will be able to purposely slow down websites that they don't like, to be able to say that, well, if you pay them a ransom, they will give your access to your website to people who want to see it at a faster speed. But if you don't pay the toll, that they're going to see that people have a miserable experience. And this isn't just theory, because in the past, there have been all kinds of games that the monopolies have played with even access to Netflix. So you think how huge Netflix is, and if people were seeing the spinning circle of death trying to watch a Netflix movie because Netflix wouldn't pay a toll to the cable monopoly, the fact is that it would be so much better if we didn't have monopolies for internet access in the United States. These companies that could do what serves them instead of serving freedom of speech. Or think about this, big, big, big companies that have already really established themselves, think of like Apple or Facebook or Google, that they've got the money that they can pay the tolls and it's not really going to hurt them at all. But if you have a new business you're trying to start or you're expressing opinions that let's say Comcast doesn't like or AT&T doesn't like or Verizon or Charter because those are the big four that one of them doesn't like then all of a sudden that is not seen anymore. And that disgusts me. Now, what we really need is, as we've had in the past, when monopolies become too powerful, is we need to destroy the monopolies. But that's not going to happen in a corrupt Washington that's influenced only by money. But I want you to know, this fight is not done. And these monopolies are not going to easily be able to destroy your and my freedoms. You know, they've spent millions, millions, spreading their money to members of the U.S. House and Senate. And they've been lying in wait for the opportunity to be able to infringe on free speech again in the United States and to put up their toll gates. Think about the arrogance of it, that you and I already have to pay for Internet access. And then... They want the power to be able to restrict what you can see, what you can read, what other people can say, and that is infuriating. Now, the companies say, oh, we're not going to do things like that. Well, why did you do it in the past? Why did you do it in the past? And another aspect of this is what's known as paid prioritization. What does that mean? That is the toll gates with another thing also known as zero rating, where Comcast says if you watch their streaming product, it doesn't count against your internet allowance for that month. But if you watch Netflix, it does count. That kind of self-dealing when you're a monopoly provider 
is wrong and not the kind of thing that should be permitted in the United States. And as I've said in the past, AT&T, Verizon, Comcast, Charter, any of the four of you, you want to put up one of your mouthpieces, I will let you go on the air and I will be friendly and respectful and let you have your say. Which is more than you want to let people do in the United States with your desire to put up toll gates and control the free flow of information. You know, we have fought too many wars and and spilled too much precious American blood for the freedoms we enjoy in this country to allow these monopolies that were granted their monopolies by the very Congress that's been bought off now to just sit idly by and allow these cynical corporate chieftains to deprive you and me of freedom of speech. I want you to think about the implications if, let's say, one of these monopolies decided they don't like what I've had to say about them. And so suddenly you would try to go to Clark.com and you can't because they blocked you being able to go to the website. That is not the way the internet should work. It is not the way it was designed. And we should not, in the United States of America, no matter how much money these four titans have, they should not be able to control your and my access to information. Ryan is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Clark. Sorry I got so fired up there. Clark, the one thing I love about you is your passion. You look out for people. You're so selfless. You're so genuine. And I can't even begin to tell you how much after 20 years of listening to you that it just, you put a smile on my face every day. You, you help people so much. And thank you for all that you do. I know you hear it a lot, but I don't think you hear it enough. Well, you're really kind to say that. And let's hope that after 20 years of listening, I can deliver for you and to you for the question you have for me. Absolutely. So I recently applied for a, um, a rewards credit card, uh, one of them that you mentioned on your show um, fairly often. And after I was approved and I found out what my um, limit was going to be on the card, I wasn't really all that impressed with it. And the interest rate was just astronomically high as well. And Yeah, any a, reward card is going to carry a higher than normal interest rate because okay. what they're counting on is they're counting on people, Ryan, signing up for the card, thinking about the rewards that come with it, charging on it more than they can afford to pay, running up a balance, and then paying an extremely high interest rate. What does this one have for an interest rate? It's 25%. Two five. Two five. Yeah, you know, and by the way, by the end of this year, we'll likely see some cards again with 30% interest rates. Well, I've got, and it confused me because I've got, you know, a credit score well in the 800s. I do the whole Clark thing. You know, I, I pay the card off early, you know, before the due date. My utilization is extremely low. And that's why I was just really confused, number one, about the interest rate, but number two, about sort of, I wasn't really approved for what I would thought that I would be approved for. So my question to you would be, I guess, two things. Number one, 
I haven't activated the card yet. So if I don't activate the card, does it show up as credit, uh, as an open account on my credit? What will uh, show up is that you did a hard pull on your credit. And that'll have an effect with a score like yours. It might be mid to high teens is a temporary impact to your credit score. But with a kind of score that you have, that's meaningless. Because okay. once your credit score is above 760, it really is all just details above that. However, since you do the payment process where you pay before the due date and all that, right? if the rewards are generous enough on this card, use it anyway and just pay it the way you're doing it. And that way you're getting those rewards. And hopefully over time, after you have it six months, you can probably contact them and say, you know, I want to use your card more. Can I get a credit limit increase? Here's a, here's a question with that. So do they do another hard hit on your credit when you ask for a credit limit increase? Depends on the lender. Because okay. once you have an established line with them, they're checking your credit score and credit report every month anyway. Okay. So a review to raise a limit depending on the issuer, should not lead to a hard pull. Potentially Ah. it might, but if you're not applying for credit routinely, and again, you have a score as you've reported as high as it is, that Mm -hmm. won't be a negative factor even if they did a hard pull. But very unlikely on an existing line of credit that there would ever be an issue with a hard pull. Okay. So I should go ahead and activate it. It it, it, it won't really hurt me if i if i since you pay in full every month and the rewards are so rewarding i would grab that and make the money it's time for today's clark rageous moment and it involves something that goes in waves on our show that's people asking me about bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies scams ripoffs outrages it's a clark rageous moment So for a while, it was all the rage to go into these cryptocurrencies and ICOs were a big deal, initial coin offerings. And as I said, it goes in waves, seems to have cooled a little. But an investigation by the Wall Street Journal found that of the cryptocurrencies out there, roughly 20% show signs of being absolute, complete, and total frauds. Not legit at all, no real thing there at all. And people have put over a billion dollars into the ones that apparently are complete frauds. Some of the things going on are where people are promised that they're going to make money weekly, doubling their money. Others promising returns of over a thousand percent in a single month. So remember, these are imaginary forms of money. They're not backed by any government at all. Even the legitimate ones are very, very volatile. The whole reason that Bitcoin started years ago was because of people's loss of confidence in money being issued by governments, worried that government-issued money would turn out to be fool's gold. The reality is the replacements have turned out to be very unstable. 
real money backed by real governments does not go up and down in value by enormous amounts each day. Real money can be used to buy and sell real things. Cryptocurrencies, these non-governmental monies, are very difficult to use as a way to transact each and every day. Maybe at some point there will be non-governmental money that will function as well or better than real government-issued money, but today is not that day, and I encourage you to be very careful when somebody's promising you how you're going to make big money in one of these ICOs. Glad you're here with us on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you being empowered with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. And you can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. So we're getting the time of year that we're going to be outside at the pool, in the park, at the beach, at the lake, whatever it is, and we're exposed to the sun. And sun's nothing to mess with. It's weird, but when I was a kid, if people used anything on their skin, it was tanning lotion. There was no sunscreen, and there was a lack of understanding about how dangerous the sun could be with various skin cancers or melanoma. And people are much more aware. Uh, My kids, from when they were very young, knew before they went out that they had to sunscreen. And they just know, and it's routine, and they know to do it. But what do you buy? What sunscreen should you get? Well, every year, like clockwork, at this time, Consumer Reports puts out its latest info on doing sunscreen. And the three deals available this year for each type of sunscreen, which is spray, lotion, and stick, they found great deals, what are known as Best Buys, on three store brands. One has been on the list year after year after year, and that's the Equate Sport Lotion, which gets one of the highest scores of any they've tested and is a Consumer Reports Best Buy. And it's SPF 50, and it's typically 5 bucks. So if you have a family that will do lotion instead of spray, that's the one that your money should go to. Now, if you want spray, their favorite Trader Joe's spray, which is also SPF 50, it's 6 bucks for it, and it got the perfect score of 100 and is a Best Buy. And if you're looking for a stick, Up and Up, which is Target's private label, Up and Up Kids sunscreen stick, it got a really great score and is a relative deal. So you didn't hear any of the expensive brands. You didn't hear any need to spend big bucks. And one thing Consumer Reports wanted to tell you is the ones that promise that they've got all kinds of natural ingredients, that generally those don't work. And that even though you may be terrified of chemicals, 
There's nothing that shows, according to Consumer Reports, that the chemicals are bad for you and that you should use the sunscreens that they found to be the most effective. And we have a little summary of this for you at Clark.com where you can see Consumer Reports would rather you come and subscribe. Your choice. But know that spending more money will not get your kids more protection. And it could actually get you less protection. Buying one of the fancy-dancy, ultra-expensive ones may not actually protect you and your kids. Dee is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Dee. Hi, Clark. You have taught and inspired me so much through your podcast, and that's why I'm turning to you for your sound and level-headed advice. Uh-oh. Let's see <laughs> if I have any sound and level-headed advice. <laughs> I was in a car accident with a man who was texting, and he accepted... Oh, are you okay? I'm, I'm okay, although I do have some neck pain, but I think it's just soft tissue damage, uh, okay. and it's getting better. Well, I'm glad for that. Me too, and he's fine also. Um, he accepted full liability. His insurance company totaled my car and offered me blue book value. I've countered with information on... <laughs> okay, first let me tell you something. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, please. The insurance companies use a fake internal guide to lowball you on what they'll pay you for your car. Yeah. So when they tell you they're using some blue book guide... They're using the one where the insurer smiles at you and stabs you in the back. Right. Well, they say it's an independent third party, so I can trust it. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's a captive of the insurance industry that tends to uh, show a value for your vehicle that, and I'm rounding out here, but usually 20 or so percent less wow. than what your vehicle's really worth. Because they say that it's through J.D. Powers. I went on the Internet and looked at the NADA guide, not a guide, uh -huh. on J.D. Powers. And their blue book value of my beloved wagon is um, a, a lot more than what the Kelly blue book value is. And, but, so, but the value they gave me was actually even a little higher than the high end of the Kelly blue book value. But, so it's like, how do you come up with a value for your vehicle? Right. Although I, I, my vehicle was in excellent condition, and I think it's actually bordering on becoming a classic because it was 24 years old. It's a 24 years old, and it only had 168,000 miles, and I've kept it in excellent condition. My mechanics say it'll go at least another 10 years. Well, it would have gone another 10 years. Yeah, it would have exactly, exactly. Okay, so I'm so impressed on so many levels. What kind of car did you have that was 24 years and counting? Very proud to say I had a Toyota Corolla wagon, and they stopped making the wagon in '95, and nobody makes small wagons anymore. So that's why part of why I'm so heartsick over this is I hate to lose that car because I can't find anything. You're not going to find equivalent. Yeah, and it's and it was a fantastic car. It cost me. I maintained it beautifully, but it cost less than five hundred dollars a year for all the maintenance and new tires, new brakes, you know, things that wear out. But it just needed almost no and nothing repaired. What kind of gap do we have? Because with a 24-year-old vehicle, yeah. uh, they were gonna they were gonna total it if um, I mean a chip of paint came off the side. Right, right. So what value did they say it was worth versus what you believe it to be worth? 
They said they thought it was worth uh, 3100 I think, according to the NADA guide, it's worth um, 4800 So we got $1,700 gap here. All right, so one thing I would do is mm-hmm. I would go to a Toyota dealer mm-hmm. and pay the used car appraiser at the Toyota dealer oh. to give you a, what's known as a certified appraisal on what your vehicle would have been worth okay. the second before it got hit by the guy who was at fault here. Okay. And, and Toyota so, dealers have that, huh? Well, any, uh, you know, most used car dealers live and die by the used car buyer, the appraiser, knowing what is real fair market value on a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And so uh, paying that kind of individual to give you what would be a true fair market value on it is credibility way beyond whatever stack deck insurance database the insurer is using. Okay, that's great. You also might have an option to use uh, an appraiser to evaluate the car as part of how you would settle this in your state. Um, Have you called your state insurance department? I have. They didn't mention that. Call back and ask, now that you know that question to ask, ask specifically, do you have a right under state law to have an appraisal done and develop a value on the vehicle? Oh, that's great. Thank you. I will do that. I also wondered about the loss of use because I asked them if they would pay for a rental car because my car is, it's, I can drive it, but it's not safe is what my mechanic said. I've just been driving it to and from the bus stop five miles from my house so I can go to work every day. Uh, and I asked the um, insurance company if they would pay for a rental and they kind of hem and hawed and said, well, we have to look and see what his, the driver, other driver's liability Well, the real issue is once they've decided to total yeah. That usually, and this again will vary by state, so that would be a second question to ask the insurance department when you call. What okay. are your rights when a vehicle is being totaled, but there's no agreement yet on what the value would be? Oh. Do you have a right to temporary transportation? Okay. Okay. And the best news of all is that you were not hurt in a bad way because you know there have been such terrible things where people have been busy looking at their phones instead of the road and what can happen to you and fortunately it's your car that got hurt instead of you in any major way so stand up for yourself and let's see if you can't get more money dustin's with us on the clark howard show hello dustin hey thank you for taking my call absolutely dustin you're getting married uh, well, we like to, and we like to do it in Vegas, so I'm trying to see when the best time would be to go to save as much money as possible. We're not too picky. Um, we're not looking to do it super soon, just within the probably next six months to a year and a half. Do I have the easiest way for you to figure out cheap time in Vegas now? It is great. so great. It used to be a more difficult process, and now what you do is just go to the uh, websites of two or three of the uh, high-end hotels on the Strip. Okay. And they put up a calendar, and you can see day by day how much or how little they're charging for nights for months to come. Oh, great. And you'll see patterns of when there's no big convention at the Las Vegas Convention Center, 
which other than like at a holiday time has the greatest impact on what happens with the hotel rates. Okay. Because the hotels have these big surcharges or, or rates go a lot higher when there's a big convention. Obviously, they're higher on uh, Friday night and Saturday night. So yeah. as an example, if there's no big convention in town, you'll see on the rates that doing a Sunday to Thursday trip, getting married sometime during that period, could be incredibly cheap. You could potentially certain times pay less for five nights than just what Friday night alone would cost. Oh, geez. Well, that sounds like a, a great plan. And you know what else is so neat about that? Are you flying in to Vegas? Uh, yeah. yeah, we're right. in uh, the Virginia area. Oh, okay. So when there's, um, when there's no um, big convention going on and you go the off-peak days to and from Vegas, the air flights are at their lowest price, too. Great. Yeah, I've been uh, looking at uh, one of the sites you recommend for flights, and yeah, I noticed the those days during the week are cheaper for sure. Yeah, so if you can afford to blow the time from work, Sunday to Thursday or Monday to Thursday is your friend for Vegas. But remember, yeah. you'll see you'll see on those prices for the hotels, you'll know when the convention of all the whoever's is coming to town. And when nobody's going to be there. Yeah. So it's really funny because I go to Vegas each year for the biggest trade show that ever goes on there, the biggest in the world, the CES Consumer Electronics Show. And the rates charged during CES at several of the hotels top 1000 a night. And then the second we leave town, you'll have places that drop to like 25 a night. So... It really is feast or famine on the hotels in Vegas. And by the way, you know what I didn't do? I didn't congratulate you on your upcoming wedding. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all your advice. I've been listening to you off and on for about five years and been really listening to you for the past year and been saving money thanks to your advice. So I really appreciate it. All right. So you know one more thing I'm going to say, the whole guilt trip thing? Yeah. Those casinos? Yeah. Don't go in them. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll set aside a small amount that I'm willing to lose. So, Well, you know, when I was there, I don't know if you heard this, when I was there at CES this past year, I lost 99 cents a day. <laughs> and it was so I could park for free at a casino instead of paying $14 a day for parking. I was able to park for free because I was a customer of the casino gambling. Yeah, I really am that cheap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Adam is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Adam. 
Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Adam. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Thank you. I am. Adam, how can I be of service to you today? Clark, I have a two-part question for you. I wanted to get your thoughts about investing money with an app on my phone that has no brick and mortar or a person that I can talk to face-to-face. That's absolutely fine. And it's an area that is growing like crazy. There's um, Robinhood. I don't know if that's one you've seen. Acorns, Stash. Uh, there, There are a variety of these where the minimums to open are very small. The fees are teensy tiny. And they each use different methods for how you invest and what kind of things you can invest in. Is there one in particular you've looked at? Uh, I've actually started using Stash. Yeah, so Stash, you pay $12 a year to be in Stash? Uh, I think it depends. I I think I'm on like a monthly, I want to say it's like $2 a month to have their investment side, but they also have a Roth IRA side now, and that's like $10 a month to manage that. All right, so the beauty of these is, you know, they calculate when they think you have extra money just sitting in your checking account and invest it. They tend to do a lot of investing through ETFs, exchange-traded funds, which is a very easy way to diversify your money. And what I love about each of these is that they make investing so simple and they make it so approachable and user-friendly, but that's only half of it. The other half is that traditionally Wall Street has only been interested in people who have big money. Or if you don't, they charge you huge fees to invest. And with these apps, by automating so much of it, they've been able to make it easy for you to get in and add money over time and build wealth. So I think it's fantastic. Great, because that was one of my selling points is I don't have to go in somewhere. I can just click on my phone, tie it to my bank account, and and do it. Exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, there's so much talk in financial circles about two things, people who are under age 40 and women, because that's the conversation, because historically, Wall Street has never done a good job for people under age 40 or who don't have inherited huge money or whatever, and they're absolutely lousy with women in terms of approaching women as investors. And these apps don't care your age. They don't care if you're a man or a woman. And so they've made investing easy for everybody who'd just like to get started. Perfect. Great. So my second part of the Oh, it's got to be really quick. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Should I use my 401k loan to fund this new Roth IRA I just opened for this year? No, I would not do that. I would not borrow from a 401k to invest in a Roth IRA. I don't, I don't like borrowing against investments like that, especially a 401k. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast of our show, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, we're pretty much there. And whether you love what you hear from me or hate it, take time to write a review. It's how we all learn from each other is from those reviews. 